It's a numbers game, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe. A lot of gray area, I guess, on the top of the little head, right? Those, oh, shit. Is he still talking about it? Relax. She's not going to keep it. Oh, no. Is he going to open with an abortion joke at Cobbs? He probably will. He's going to bomb. All right. Good to see you. Do we have any non-comics here? Non-coms. Non-commissioned comics. No, everyone's here. Good, good. Sweet. Talk slower. All right. Sorry. Librarian, librarian porn. Am I right? All right. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, this is a mic. Uh, five minute sets. One minute light. You can't hear yourself on the speaker. So don't get up and say, is this thing on? God damn it. You'd be a professional. All right. So anyway, I finished my abortion threesome joke. Yeah, I did. All right. Cool. So I am looking for a job. Another shocker. This guy's not a professional comedian. No, I have a day job. You've heard of the opioid crisis. That's the first time I've said that correctly. I have opioid crisis. I have bills to pay. So I have a dumb office job. Where are my dumb office job people? Offices. You guys are all in Bitcoin. You're locked in. All right, fine. I've had the same dumb office job for 10 years. 10 years out of the job interview game. Come to find, guys, they're still asking the same generic job interview questions. Forces us to lie, right? I don't want to lie except to the IRS and, you know, most women, but... You can't be truthful on a job interview. It's like being truthful on a first date. Oh, yeah, I get along great with my parents. Yeah. I only drink occasionally. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. I consider breakfast, lunch, and dinner occasions. Okay, yeah. A job interview, you're going to be truthful. Okay, Jason, why did you leave your last job? Oh, they were going to fire me, so I just quit. You said you were looking for proactive self-starters. Yes, that's me. Fucking truthful in a job interview. Oh, Jason, why do you want to work for our company, dot whatever? Oh, truthfully, because uh, I applied to 37 different places and you're only one stupid enough to give me an interview. Is that what you're going to say? Why do I want to work for you? Because you have the money. You have the money. Arby's has the meats. I have poor impulse control. Let's work together. Synergies. Job interview bullshit. I got this one last week. Jason, we're a fast growing company. Where do you see yourself ideally in five years? Ideally, mm, getting roadhead in a spaceship. That sounds ideal, Todd. <laughs> why is security here? All right, I didn't get that job. But why start telling the truth in a job interview when you've already sent over the first salvo of lies? Your resume. You have to pad your resume just a little bit. Mine's so padded you could sleep on that some bitch. Set the sleep dial for zero truth. You want me to go back f 10 years, include all my volunteer work? <laughs> okay. On my resume, I've been to countries that don't exist, fighting diseases I made up using 90s band names. Thanks for asking, Sharon. Love to tell you about the three summers I spent in southern Malacky, inoculating children against the outbreak of Smash Mouth. It's a very dangerous disease. If you don't catch it, they get third eye blind. It's a whole thing. I did so good there in Southern Malacky. I was recruited to another NGO, never gone overseas. I was rebuilding schools in the People's Democratic Republic of Hoobastank. Hoobastank, guys. There's few truths in, in comedy, guys. One of them is don't is never leave the mic in front of you when you're performing. Another truth is never give the mic to an audience member. And the third truth is always end on a fucking hoobastank joke. Am I right? Are you guys ready for your first second comedian of the night? 
Woo, give it up. Let's get that energy going. When I think of this comic, I think of 69, if you know what I mean. But not that 69. This guy did 69 sets last month. 31 days. Uh, that's fucking incredible. He's really funny. I call him a friend, even though he probably talks shit behind my back. Please welcome to the stage, Max Eddy! Woo! Okay, yeah, dude. Keep it going for Jason. I refuse. It's technically a donation, everybody, just, just so you know. Pam, yeah, I hope you hear me. Uh, there we go. I hope you get that job, Jason. Give it up for Jason one more time. Hope you get that job, man. Hope you get that job and do less comedy. That is... Just want to make it very clear. I'm not talking about you behind your back. I'm doing it on stage every night. That's uh, I just I spend three minutes just shitting on you. Then I go into my oh I'm like a little gay sort of things. Um, it's great. <laughs> That's fun, man. I love. I did do 69 sets last month, but most of them were just like this. So does it? Is it really? I mean, mm, I could have just stood in the mirror. Like I, it would have been the same. It's fine. I'm actually feeling pretty good today, guys. I'm feeling pretty good. I went to a, a strip mall today. Have you? Uh, how long has it been since you guys been to a strip mall? Anyone? Do we know what a strip mall is? Is that like common jargon? Okay, for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I I went to one and uh, like all the businesses there make you feel super special. Uh, it's really cool because you are the only one there. Oh my god! It's made, I went to a Jamba Juice and like right as I walked in, they're like. Oh, Hi there. <laughs> like they, they just weren't expecting. Um, I'll say that different. Never mind. But uh, they actually, when I ordered the juice, they actually asked for my name still. Um, they're like, uh, "Can I get a name for the order?" And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> there is nobody else here. Like, who the? You think a, a squirrel's gonna come take my fucking passion peach, dude? Like, that's that doesn't make any sense." But no, I they made me the drink, and they actually made me like a full, a large, and then they had a small cup also filled with drink. They're like. Please come back next time. I'm just like, I get it, dude. <laughs> like, this is rough going. They they really need me, dude. It felt great. It felt great though. I actually uh, there was a Barnes and Noble in the Plaza too, and I hadn't been one of those in a minute. Um, and I hadn't like it's kind of just like going to an old folks' home, uh, sort of vibe. Just you kind of go to, you know, pay your respects. Uh, it's cool. Uh, but I, I went in and I had the Jamba Juice in my hand, and I was like, oh shit, are they gonna are they gonna kick me out if I have this in my hand? I was like. Barnes and Noble is not in a position to be turning people away right now. <laughs> like, I could have been smoking crack in that Barnes and Noble, and they would have been like, uh, "Are you finding everything okay?" Just, that'd been fine. But, but yeah, man, no, it's uh, it's fun, man. Strip malls are just full of stores that you're gonna have to explain to your grandkids. Like, that's it's like a it's like a business graveyard. That's the only thing that's in a strip mall. Like, uh, imagine having to explain Barnes and Noble to your grandkids. Like, yeah, it was sort of sort of like a paid library, uh, except the only people who went there were like old folks on a field trip and one dude with a neck beard went reading Naruto. Like that was, that's kind of the whole demographic at Barnes and Noble. It's just, it's silly, man. Uh, it's fun. They also, I don't know if you guys, uh, know this Barnes and Noble started selling DVDs, like physical DVDs, which is on brand, but like not in a good way. Like they're just, they're targeting the market on shit you can do online for free <laughs> if you find the right reddit um that's fine right but yeah man no it's it's fine actually i went to the uh barnes and noble and uh um i got a book and i can read that's there's no joke i just want you guys to know i can read this just it just feels good to say you know i've spent a lot of time doing it thank you no i john has the right idea you guys are all assholes like i spent a lot of time fucking learning how to read and you guys are just like oh just 
Uh, is it too? Do I look too hoity-toity to talk about? Fuck you guys. Whatever, it's fine. But, um, yeah, I'm actually good. That's all I wanted to do. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Max Eddie, thank you. Are you guys ready for your next comedian? I hope I haven't met them before and I'm saying I don't know who they are. Is Capital in the building? Oh, it's you. I knew it. We please welcome to stage this guy, Capital. Everybody, give it up for your host, Jason Cole. Give it up for Max Eddie, too. He's got a great joke about looking like Gay Conan, and the only thing that can make it better is if you look like Jay Leno. Gay Leno. I, know. I was hoping you would. Oh, all day. <laughs> How are you all today? I'm tired. I was up late last night. I, I was going to sleep, and some people started fighting right outside my window. And they sounded like cats, but I knew they weren't because they were using words. And uh, I went over there. I went over to my window to use my words to get them to stop using words. And then I heard two loud bangs and no more words. So all my problems were solved. (laughs) Am I supposed to go look out the window? I don't got time for a murderer right now. I don't think the murderer did either, actually, because he started running away right after. Which is a good plan, because there's, there's no winning in murder. You're either a criminal, or a snitch, or a failure. Because uh, you couldn't help anybody. Which, that's me. I can't even help myself. If I tried to help the criminal, he would have ended up in jail. If I tried to help the uh, dead man, he would have been more dead. Don't ever ask me for help. I'm not good at that. Actually, the uh, the other day I was here, I was setting up a show. I was early, and uh, some people came up and they got real excited because they saw it said radio on the sign. So they started talking and they said, uh, "Oh, that's so cool! This is a radio station." Um, which, uh, or no, they said, uh, "Wow, is this a real radio station?" It's a great question. And they said, uh, I can't believe there's a radio station here, which the neighbors can't either. And uh, I wonder if they'll give us a tour. And then I got scared. So I I got nice and low and quiet, like it's a Jurassic Park movie. And uh, I did this just because I wouldn't make a very good tour guide. Um, I should have said that earlier. Um, (laughs) So then they just, so I do that and... Instead of ignoring me like they should have done, they just knocked real loud. I stay quiet, and they knock real loud again, which is kind of a rude thing to do at a radio station, you know, broadcast and whatnot. Um, So then I went over, and I opened the door. And there's just one big guy standing right in the door, and he just says, Oh, hey, we're uh, we're part of a community outreach program. We were hoping, we're just trying to show these kids uh, the neighborhood they're growing up in, so we were hoping you could give them a tour. And I said, oh, no, I'm uh, sorry, I'm a little busy right now. Uh, I don't think I can do that. And he said, but all they want is to see your radio station. And he moves aside and just shows me it's a whole group of special ed kids. But not like, like really special, like extraordinary ed kids. Um, 
So he's basically at this point, he's just trying to guilt me into giving him a tour. And what I want to ask, I want to ask him, what exactly is your job? Like, do you just take retarded kids and walk them around the neighborhood all day? Like, you're a dog walker for retarded people? Is this a wag for special ed? Like... Because <laughs> um, I got excited. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? That's better than any joke I got, so I'm going to just end it right there. Give it up for your host, Jason Cole. Give it up for Capital, y'all. My three-step com- t- thank you, thank you. My three-step comedy advice: quit comedy, not because 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 of this. I'm just saying because you look like a European model guy or like a like a tennis star. Just quit comedy, develop a really good French accent, just go to the bars and bang chicks. All right, or or guys, whatever. We're open. That's my comedy advice. Look what I look like. I mean, I'm only here out of desperation. Are you ready for your next comp- comic? Come on. Will you please welcome to the stage the wonderful Brian Lucette. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jason. Uh, yes, last night I did a show in Santa Cruz, and so I went down there early, check out the sights, feel the spray of the um, car wash water. I got a car wash. That's what I went down there early to do. Um, and it was like one of those self-service car washes. And so I went to the vending machine and they had towels, soap, window cleaner, air freshener, and then single packs of condoms. I was like, yeah. Car's not the only thing getting wet here at the car wash. But I had this moment where I was like scrubbing my car and I realized like I was enjoying myself, (laughs) which is weird because I hate washing my car. It was fucking covered in crust. And then at that moment, I... I've never felt so connected to my dad. I was like, whoa. And then like I had this like Kaiser Sose moment, like the end of the usual suspects where like I was seeing flashes of myself like from earlier in the week coming home from work and wearing sweatpants and a dress shirt. And then like looking at myself shamefully when I was masturbating and I was like, I am my dad. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of my family, I don't have any great grandparents. I've just got two mediocre ones. Fuck you, Walter. I like playing Marco Polo in the ocean. My little brother didn't like it as much. Rest in peace, loser. That's all I want to say about my family. My girlfriend tells me I look like a little like Robin Williams from the waist down. She's could say I have a Captain Hook thing going. I'm trying to say that I have a sharp metal penis. Um, I gotta stop calling her my girlfriend. She's my ex. I gotta get used to it. So anyway, I've been stalking her on Venmo. And has anybody else had an emoji make them cry? No. Nobody's seen a single transaction for a cheeseburger, a beer, a beer, a movie reel, a cocktail, a car, a house, an eggplant, 
squirting water, eggplant squirting water, a head that's with Z's coming out of it, an eggplant that's squirting water, and eggs, a mimosa, and then like a shrugging emoji, and then some more eggplants. It's fucking, look, all I'm saying is social media. Sorry, I'm gonna collect myself. Um, I heard you find love in unexpected places, so I tried Tinder for a while, because I never expected to meet my match while I was taking a shit. Just swiping and wiping. Okay, I'm going to get political for a second. Use this stage and indoctrinate all of you for a second. I've been living in the city for seven years, and I see bias everywhere. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of all the bias. I'm going to use this time to say, pigeons are the same as doves. I'm tired of people treating them differently. My sister was getting married, and when she was going to say her vows, I was going to unleash a flock of pigeons. And my mom's like, you can't unleash those birds. I was like, what do you mean, those birds? They're also overrepresented in the magician's assistant field. A couple years ago, I was hard up for cash, but I'm a stickler for tradition, so instead of a... Advent calendar, I ate my girlfriend's birth control pills. Trying to say I miss Obama. I've been thinking about this one thing. I've been trying to be a good person and separate my trash into the right bins. Um, And this thing's got me stuck, which I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, if you knock up a sex robot, where do you throw the baby away? Like, I know a normal human baby you put in the green compost bin. But with a sex robot, it's a little murkier. Like, do I have to go to an e-waste recycling facility? Those are far away. I got to drive like 50 miles to throw my baby away appropriately. You kidding me? What is this, Texas? (laughs) All right. Here's a hot tip. If you set your clock five minutes fast, you'll get good at subtraction. You should be careful around bottomless mimosas. If you knock one over, it's fucking dangerous. Okay, I'm going to pitch a couple business ideas and then I'm going to get out of here. I've got ideas for big... These are going to be huge. The first one is a place that sells rice bowls covered in raw fish and it's going to be Jamaican themed. It's going to be called Pokemon. (laughs) The second one is... For the son who wants to give his mom that perfect gift. It's called Oedipal Arrangements. The last one is going to be a market that only sells organic maraschino cherries and whipped cream. It's going to be called Ho Foods. All right. Thank you. To ourselves. One more time for Brian Lucette. Am I saying that right? Lucette, are you ready for your next comic? Let's keep the energy going. This guy, he was tickling the ivories earlier, right? You're next, right? Uh, His last name is Newman, but he should be called more like Kramer. Please welcome to the stage, Luke Newman! Why Why am I Kramer, bro? I'm not that crazy. Jesus. I am not, I do not condone the actions. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Who, who, what, what other Kramer is there? Fuck, man. I am not, I am, I am an ally. I got my Nike sock. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck. What else? What's going on? So, uh, fucking vegan cheese is fake news. You know what I'm saying? That shit is gross. I don't know what the fuck they make that shit out of. I think, you know, it's good people are being healthy. I'm all for that, but it's like, I don't know, man. That shit is fucking gross. What's, what's the company, Daya, that makes it? You guys know that company? Whoever <laughs> whoever fucking came up with that company, I hope they die a slow and painful death. You know what I'm saying? All right. Starting off with a pun. I don't know. What else? These fucking vegans, man. I'm sick of it, bro. I'm sick of it, man. These fucking vegans are out of control. They got the Impossible Burger now. You guys had this shit? I was talking to the fucking, some fucking vegan, and uh, she was like, yeah, it's, it's the impossible. It's, it's almost as good as a, a hamburger. And I'm like, no, it's not. You know what I'm saying? And then she, she was like, uh, some people say it's even better than a hamburger. It's like, who the fuck put this idea in your head? You know what I'm saying? It's not better than a hamburger. That's not possible. That's why it's called the impossible burger. It's an aptly named fucking burger. I don't know. I like salt. You know what I'm saying? Fucking, I like salt's attitude. You know what I mean? Fucking, he's like, fuck the, fuck the sea. You know what I'm saying? Get me out of here. I gotta go make Brussels sprouts taste good. You know? Gotta go preserve some shit. You know what I'm saying? Salt, see, salt has your back. You know what I'm saying? He's like, as long, as long as I'm with you, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna be good. You know what I mean? So fucking preservative and it doesn't need a preservative I'll preserve my goddamn self you know what I'm saying I like salt salt's attitude you know what I'm saying salt's a real one you know I don't know <laughs> what else is happening salt I was watching I saw Lion King the other day anybody seen that movie uh, Lion King you seen Lion King you seen it Everybody's seen it, right? All right. Uh, it's a it's a fucking hey, that's a movie right there, man. I just feel bad for Scar. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Cause you know that's not his real name. You know what I mean? You know, like fucking some traumatic shit happened to him. He got a fucking scar, and then I did. They just fucking I guess just named him that. <laughs> that's all scandalous. It's like, oh, hey, Scar. What happened to your face, bro? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> they got him fucked up. That's why he's all mad all the time, you know what I'm saying? Probably end up shooting up a school or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or what? Shooting up a pride, I guess, would be the, the technical term there. The lion pride. They don't, they don't have schools, you know what I'm saying? I, I I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. All right. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, what was I going to talk about? Oh, they just, hey, this is big news. This is good news. In India, they just legalized gay sex. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? That's good shit right there. You know, there's a lot of fucking going on that night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, believe that. They were fucking... Uh, fucking Trojan Trojan stock went up two points. 
I don't know. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, sir. They was fucking. Oh, yeah. Forests were on fire and shit. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, but it's, uh, it seems backwards to me because they, they legalize sex but not marriage yet, which seems weird because in, in America or like a, with the attitudes towards straight people, it's like the opposite. You know, you can't have sex, no sex until marriage. You know what I'm saying? But in India, they're like, oh, you can fuck whoever you want. You know what I'm saying? But you want to, you know what I'm saying, make a, a lifelong commitment of love and, you know what I'm saying, intimate feelings. Uh, that's the work of the devil right there. It's, not quite with a marriage and shit. All this loving each other, I don't know. All right. Um I guess I guess I'll get off Chris News and the power of I didn't know this thing had an on switch. Sorry, thank you. Let's derail the whole energy, guys. No, anyway, that's cool. This, <laughs> thank you. This next comic, guys, he's doing all the clubs up and down the coast. You've seen him on TV. Will you please welcome to the stage Peter Magyar? Woo! That was all a lie. I have not done a single show up and down any coast. And this is the second time they skipped me here at Mutiny. The second time. And if you do it a third time, you will not believe what will happen next. No, it's, um, I hate, uh, I hate, it, just, it got me in a clickbait. I hate clickbait. Every time I see it, a mother and her daughter walk into a grocery store and you will not believe what happens next. They buy groceries. I don't know what happens next. A snake eats them? I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. I'm a, it's a good way, though. It's a good way to get people to pay attention to you eventually. Like, hey, dude, I'm going to go to the store, and uh, you're not going to believe what I'm going to get. And she's like, oh, what is it? Ugh, you're not going to believe it, but you got to come with me. <laughs> That's how I get people to hang out with me, is I just cliffhang them and everything that I do. Um, <laughs> I know I'm the worst. I, I build them up. I uh, I uh, I live with my girlfriend. Um, that's always fun. It's uh, it's a good way to find out uh, how much you hate somebody. Um, you know, not like I don't really, I don't you know, hate her. It's just like you know, if you're gonna eat food and put it, just eat the last bite. Don't leave a bite in the refrigerator. You know, <laughs> like finish the food. She like a coffee. She drink coffee down to one sip. I was like, I'm gonna warm it up and then I'm gonna splash it in your face. So drink. Drink the coffee, okay? I'm not aggressive or anything. It's just annoying. But I, uh, I love her. Um, we'll do, uh, we'll do things. We'll, uh, we'll go to like Home Goods. We'll do like fun like boyfriend girlfriend stuff, right? We we'll go to Home. I don't know if you know what Home Goods is. Home Goods is like a, a Goodwill with new things. It's just like a, everything's half off, and it's and it's mostly stuff that you don't need, right? Like you go there, she's like, oh my gosh, this is a, a dog bone towel rack. And I'm like, we don't need that. No one needs a dog bone. No one cares about the dog bone. Don't buy it. I will splash coffee in your face, bitch. No. Um, but uh, but I, go there, I go there to get the candles, right? Because the candles are they're really inexpensive. And I like you know, a good smelling candle every once in a while. So 
Um, I'm looking through them, you know, like Forest Mist, and one that caught my eye was Beach Walk. I thought, the person that made this candle has obviously never been on a beach before. Because unless it smells like dead fish and seaweed, I don't, I'm not buying it. I don't, it is a, a not proper design for a beach walk handle. Everyone knows what a beach walk smells like. It smells awful. I don't like going on a beach walking. And like, why the walk? Why add, why add that in there? You know, it it, what's the walk have to do? Is it the way the sand kicks out from underneath your feet? That's the smell they want you to have. The dirty, dead, weird shell animals that live on the beach. Um, I, uh... I haven't been doing too much lately. Um, I'll get like random emails from places like uh, like Starbucks, and I, I, I unsubscribed from all their stuff. But they send me an email, and the other day they go, "Peter, you you deserve to chill." I said, "Starbucks, I need a job. I don't need to chill. I've been chilling. I need to work. I need to work. That's why I didn't put anything in there yet because I only have twenty dollars, and I'm not putting twenty. I'm not going to put twenty dollars in there. I'll get change though." Wherever you got that quesadilla from across the street, right? I'll get some change. I'll throw that in there. Um, it's kind of hard, though. Uh, I, I, I want to work, but I'll just keep trying like not to. Like I, uh, I went to the Santa Cruz Beach Walk not too long ago, and that's kind of a fun place. Like I, I never really went there before, and I was just hanging out. And I was like, oh, let me go win some stuffed animals, and uh, I decided to get a caricature, right? It's kind of a waste of money, but I was like, why not? I'd never done that before. And uh, let me tell you something about a caricature. Don't get a caricature if you are at all insecure about yourself whatsoever, because that's the worst thing you could do to yourself as a human, is have someone paint you and look nothing like you, and then you kind of look like a bitmoji. I was like, I don't want it, this isn't me. You, you just, I'm not paying $25 for this, this is ridiculous. Did you not want to look like that? I almost killed her, I threw hot coffee in her face. Oh, that's too bad I didn't have coffee on me. Um, but uh, I think it's funny, like, uh, you mentioned like emojis earlier. I, I, I don't know if anyone makes a bitmoji about themselves, right? Like, you, you ever have those, like, you have, like, a bitmoji, like, oh, I look like this with a hat, and you, you make yourself look kind of good. Like, I lie. I don't lie about it, because I'm, like, f far too insecure. Like, I, if I made myself look anything other than myself, I wouldn't feel comfortable, right? But my girlfriend made one, and we were kind of sending bitmojis back and forth. It was kind of fun. She said, you know, like, oh, she's holding a turd, because she's pooping. I was like, I don't need, I don't need to know that. Um, but she sent a couple of them. She, they're, they're really, like, nice bitmojis. And I... I thought for a second, I said, you know, I think I'm more attracted to my girlfriend's bitmoji than I am to her. <laughs> and I told her that, and she was upset. I was like, well, listen, I'm, I can't, like, actually carry on with this relationship. I can't have sex with your bitmoji, so there's nothing to worry about, all right? So shut up and eat the last bite of food on your plate. Okay, that's all I have for tonight, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Give it up one more time for Peter Magyar. Woo! Moving right along. Brandon Stokes is not here. Oh, are you Brandon Stokes? Oh, my God. What was that one guy's name, Brandon, the white guy? Anyway, will you please welcome to the stage Brandon Stokes. The fuck? You skipped the other dude. Don't, don't skip me, all right? I've been doing this shit for too long to be getting skipped at an open mic. That guy, skip him, all right? Like, that's how you do it, open mics. I do understand skipping people at open mics. 
is the best part of open mic, all right? Better than the comedy for sure. Yo, I ran open mics, skipped the motherfucker for a whole decade. You'll never get on this goddamn open mic, you son of a bitch. What is your job? Hey, that's my catchphrase, everybody. <laughs> oh, man, it would be great. It would be great. That's what I want to do. That's why I'm not making it. That's why none of us have made it yet. You don't have a catchphrase, all right? At some point in your career, you get to go on stage to a bunch of people. They're excited as fuck to see you, right? And then they're just like sitting, they're just like yelling shit, and then they're waiting on you to say something. You don't give it to them. You just stand there and look them in the eyes, and they just go crazy, just like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you go, shh. What is your job? <laughs> crowd's going crazy. All right, whatever. I don't know. I fucking was thinking about the shit. I don't know. Um, I was hanging out and um, like uh, his friend was like, "Oh yeah, something about the news. Something in the news. Old white dude said something racist." And I'm like, "Why? Why do we still care about that? Isn't I don't know." Uh, I feel like a good way to figure out if an old dude's gonna say something racist, just to prepare yourself, is to uh, figure out uh, how where he stood on the Lakers and the Celtics in the back in the days. If he's a Larry Bird fan, if you're a Larry Bird fan from goddamn anywhere other than Boston, you're a racist, all right? If you live in Boston, you hella racist already. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no way around that shit. Yo, the first rules of basketball are uh, one, you must dribble the ball. If you pick up the ball, you can no longer dribble. And two, uh, no mullets on the motherfucking court, all right? Like, what the fuck is that, dude? It's a dude on the court with the mullet going up against Magic Johnson. His name is fucking Magic. And that's who you picked? That's obviously racist. That's racist as fuck, all right? Like... I don't know. The dude has a mullet on the basketball court, and that just seems like it's intentional, right? And for any place to not wear your mullet, not on the basketball court, all right? Like, I'm not yelling, nigga this, nigga that, nigga, nigga, when I'm walking through a cave. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's where white people come from. <laughs> oh my God, that's stupid. That's so stupid. What is your job, huh? Yeah. Also, at some point, you're going to get to a stage in comedy where you hear a bunch of women bitching about why aren't they on shows. And I'll tell you this. Why are there no women here at this open mic? 
right? Why were you, where were you when I was at mutiny and I broke the toilet because I stood on it trying to hang myself in the bathroom? Like, where the fuck? Nobody, but now it's like, oh, there's no shows, misrepresentation. Get the fuck out of here. The fucking, you fucking whore. All right, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that if there was any women here. I never got to say that. It felt good, though. It felt, it felt good. This is a safe space for men. Yeah, that's what we need. All right. <laughs> I real, I do realize I'm, I'm too big and I'm too, I'm too big and black to enjoy doing that gorilla motion the way I do. But I do like it. I don't really care. I think gorillas are cool. Um, I don't know. Where can where where you go from here? You know, I don't know. What? <laughs> oh my God! I wish I said that more. I had that. I had it planned out in my head to just say it more during jokes, but I kept forgetting it. And that's why we're still here. You say something, Larry Bird. What is you? <laughs> um, I don't know. I gotta go downtown. Um, the best SF. Blah blah blah. I take a shit. Good night. Brandon Stokes, guys. Do you know who I was thinking of? It was Brandon Garner. Completely different. Not a physical mis mistake. That's just a name. It was a name screw up. It was. A, I was looking for a nerdy guy, a nerdy white guy. But uh, anyway, that was fun. Mo yeah. When those female comics do come in, let's for a joke. Let's all go outside and talk loud. It's going to be great. But let's please, please welcome to the stage one of the coolest new comics on the scene, Sergio Novoa. For me, ten dollars, and ten dollars. I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tush. Hi, you guys. My name is Sergio. Um, as a male, I recognize women are superior to men. Uh, if you don't agree with that, you're probably a straight man who's not getting laid. Let's face it, women can have sex with anyone they want. Men have sex with whomever they can. I'm not, I'm not hating on guys. I like straight guys. Yeah. I like them so much, I occasionally have sex with them. They're really easy to please. Bad sex is like pizza for a straight guy. Even when it's bad, it's okay. As long as they come, it's okay. And if there's one thing I know how to do, it's to make men come. Yeah. <laughs> are the straight guys in the audience feeling uncomfortable? If you are, that's exactly what you're supposed to feel. Hashtag me too, yeah. And by the way, you can, take, you can go home tonight and masturbate to this material. I won't judge you. Yeah, I understand. You don't know if you want to hit me or kiss me, huh? I get a lot of that. Yeah, I'm always surprised that women put up with so much crap from men. The average straight male would suffer in the gay community. You think six inches is big? You better be talking girth. Six inches means nothing to a gay man. <laughs> but let's face it, all men have a delusional self-confidence that makes someone like Donald Trump think he can run for president. Typical male takes a job with no prior history of success. Kind of the same approach men take when it comes to sexually satisfying a woman. They think they'll be naturally good at it, which means he'll never find the little man on the boat. She'll ultimately have to guide him, but she won't get any credit for it. Yeah. He'll tell all his friends, oh, I made her come. Men are natural self-promoters. How many times have you heard a guy say, oh, I know I'm good in bed? 
Guys, there are some titles you cannot give yourself. Someone else has to give them to you. Being good in bed is one of those titles. Oh shit, now it's just blank. It's one of those titles. Now, we all know men are not that expressive, unless they're talking about the vagina. They have a ton of ways to describe it. Vag, lady business, hoo-ha, kitty, cooter, snatch, bearded lady, bearded clam, flaming lips, vertical smile, pink taco, hot pocket, sausage wallet, cave of wonders, or as gay men refer to it, Ew. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of tough for an independent woman in this country. Muslim women have it so easy. They just wear eyeliner and they're good to go. If only American women can be that free. And also, let's face it, men have so many freedoms that women don't have. Uh, the freedom to take their shirt off in public, regardless of the amount of back hair. If a woman takes her shirt off in public, she'll probably get harassed. The freedom to orgasm every time they have sex and pass out right after. A woman can have sex, not orgasm, and get pregnant. I mean, you know? The freedom to scratch your balls in public, yet women are wearing thongs to not have any visible panty lines. Men are constantly lying about their dick size, and women are constantly faking orgasms. That's where I come in handy. I've had sex with both genders. In other words, I can make everyone come. And that's the title that was given to me. <laughs> Now, the first time I had sex with a guy, I thought it was bisexual because I find women physically attractive. Turns out bisexuality is just a layover to gay town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, women made a lot more sense once I had sex with a guy, which is kind of weird, but it, women made a lot more sense. So because of that, I'm going to help all of you guys here. Yeah. I will have sex with each of you. Yeah. Don't worry, just because you enjoy sex with a guy does not make you gay. And just because I'm going to have sex with you does not mean I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, just ask most women. I mean, but in just four weeks, you'll be able to take it like a man. We'll start with the basics. Body grooming, hygiene, hand lotion, and then we'll go to fellatio. This is where you guys get to blow me. And to make it easier, I'll come in your mouth. No extra fee. Then I'll teach you how to get a double orgasm that's easily accessible once I start massaging your prostate. In all fairness, it'll feel like you're pooping the first time I pull out, but it'll feel great when I go back in. Um, actually, as I look at you guys, you're all halfway through my course. So you just have one more thing left to do. <laughs> I just made that up on the spot. That is it. My name is Sergio. Thank you. <laughs> Sergio Novoa, everybody. Non-woke people eating at home. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Are you ready for your next comedian? This guy's been nice to me since day one on the scene. He's a good guy. Will you please welcome to the stage? He's funny as fuck. John Gallagher! Dudes, 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 dudes. Yeah, 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 dudes, that's what I'm talking about. Fucking stay out, stay outside, librarians, you pieces of shit, huh? Shut the fuck up out there. Oh, man, God, is, like, it, that'd be cool to go outside, just go to, to go to the couple librarians and go, shh, 
Yeah, just like super loud. Shut the fuck up. It's outside. It's regular people town. Regular people territory. Time to be quiet. Guys. Uh, um, okay, I uh, <laughs> have a couple things uh, I wanted to discuss with my dudes in here. Like, so I think it's a safe... Yeah, dudes, 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 dudes. It's finally a safe space for all of us. Finally feeling... <laughs> <laughs> Finally, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I don't, I don't want to get too political automatically, right? But uh, I think that uh, pirates were probably the scariest that handicapped people have ever been. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think there's an, there's an argument to be made. You think uh, pirates invading cities? That was probably the very first handicapped parking. What do you guys think about that? Slam into ports? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where the, this is where the crippled people park now, you know. Like uh, now, you don't. If you see somebody missing a leg or whatever, you're not like, oh man, this guy's gonna attack me or murder me. Now you're just like, oh, he needs insulin. He has diabetes. He's missing legs right now. That's good. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dudes, no, no. <laughs> yeah, ready to go. I gotta tell a couple jokes. I was like, wait, somebody fucking be talking about uh What's a weird, random Disney bullshit? Somebody's <laughs> fucking Luke brought up Lion King. Did everybody ever stop to think about Pluto and how weird Pluto is in, in the entire Disney universe? Because you all recognize that like they're all animals hanging out. It's like a mouse is friends with a duck. The duck is friends with the dog. But then Pluto's also a dog, and then do he's on a leash controlled by the mouse. Like He's just like a, he's a slave. He's a mouse's slave. Like is is it's like a Pulp Fiction gimp scenario for all of you. Like just this mouse controlling him and walking him around, and he's just like, yeah, eat out of this bowl, you fucking idiot. Just, he just beats the shit out of this big dumb animal he's as on a collar. You know, he got overpowered by a mouse. It's not good. Oh man, should just made this an MRA rally. <laughs> Fuck. When I go back to this, go back to it. Um. I don't know, man. I can just think about... <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh-oh. Oh, party's over, guys. God damn it. It's all done. Jeez. Sorry, we finally had a men's only, a safe space for men to be. <laughs> um, I, uh... No, <laughs> definitely not. It was a men's support group. Going over for men's problems. Yeah. It's so hard being a man. Uh! Crying. I uh, I work in uh, work in the I work in the tourism industry, and sometimes uh, people get a little bit too comfortable with the things they say on tour. I had a guy who was in the uh, medical profession, uh, and he started talking to me. And the one I, I forgot the number one mistake whenever you're talking to people that are med like medical professionals, which is that if you ask any medical professional what's the worst thing they've ever seen, they will always tell you. And you know why? Because they have nobody else to tell. <laughs> like they have they've they've seen horrible things, and they need to let them out so i just happened to say that to this guy and this guy like this is on by the way we're on segways going around we're on segways and i'm like what's the worst thing you've ever seen this guy goes one time i saw a woman give birth to a dog and then huh? tours over like that's no more how how does that happen and he says uh this lady walks into the oakland hospital and he's like i'm giving birth to my baby i'm giving birth to my baby and it's like this little skinny person and they're like this fucking person's insane they put her on a, a table and they're like, oh, God, she's like, there's something coming out. And this woman gives birth to a baby chihuahua on this, on like a table. And they're like, oh, my God. Now, what happened was this lady was a, a meth head who was into a thing called sounding. Do you guys know what sounding is? 
Yeah, that is where we're basically this woman's like, I want to experience what birth is like. And she gets super high on crystal meth and she stuffs a dog inside of herself to experience birth. Now, there, the story does have a good side, though. The dog lived. <laughs> Isn't, isn't that great? <laughs> right? And the thing is, too, it's like, you know, think about how many hallucinogens you've taken to try and go and re- be reborn, you know? This dog actually did it. This is probably the most enlightened Buddha-like dog of all. I don't know. That dog crawled out of that woman. And you know what? It's one of those things where you're like, wow, people really can do whatever they, they set their minds to, you know? What a beautiful what a beautiful time we live in. What a beautiful city. Um... God, what would you stuff inside yourself if you could, huh? What would you do? Would you put a dog in there? Anything you wanted. Whatever your heart desires, huh? What would you stuff inside yourself? Maybe. <laughs> huh, David, you got any ideas? Whatever. Trump. Trump. Ooh, damn, that's bold. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, sure, I don't know. Bye. Bye. <laughs> John Gallagher, everybody, please welcome to the stage. You've seen him at Cobbs, you've seen him at Punchline, you've seen him right here at Mutiny. Please welcome to the stage, David Rock. Come on. Have you done that bit before? The sounding one? Oh my God. I was like, I could be the first person to have to do comedy after hearing that sounding story because that is so fucking traumatizing. How do we move forward tonight? Dudes, 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 dudes. Do women have trouble getting booked? Are they complaining about that in San Francisco? Okay. Just the 2,000 listeners on Mutiny FM. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying. That's what I was thinking. I um <laughs> So I uh my day job is I write the ads for JDate, the Jewish dating app. Yeah, thank you. I feel like that's I look like that's what I do, so that works out pretty well. Um do you guys have any guesses where JDate's headquarters is? Israel. That's a great guess, but you're wrong. It's actually in Germany. Which is yeah, isn't that messed up? It's like, is that their way of being like, whoopsies? I just feel like, why is Germany the headquarters of like a desperate Jewish dating app, you know? It's like, the people that brought you the final solution now bring you your last resort. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I met the CEO of JDA for the first time uh, in person. He like gave me like a once-over. He's just like, David, with your look, you should put yourself in the ads. And I was just thinking like, is it really worth $500 to be the face of Jewish loneliness? Because like the self-respecting part of me says no, but the Jewish part of me says yes. Uh, the women, it's, it's like not pretty on that site. I feel like, well, like, I feel like in terms of like a modeling career, that has to be like the lowest form of modeling is like an eager for love Jew. You know, like that's not where you want to be in the modeling hierarchy. Like, I feel like that's right up there with, like, that dude on the BART posters for, like, STDs that's like, I told syphilis to scram. (laughs) The women on that site, though, they have, like, they have no game at all. Like, the way they initiate messages is just, it's just, like, super embarrassing for our people. Uh, Like, (laughs) the first woman to reach out to me, her opener was, uh, just to get this out of the way, 
I'm a carrier for cystic fibrosis. I don't. What do you mean? We have we have. Yeah, they have like Tay Well, Tay Sachs is like the main one. I'm getting fucking fact check. No, but that's. Can you not? I feel like you're really interrupting my truth. Uh, but I don't really know what to do with like, yeah, the cystic fibrosis line. So I don't respond. And then like five minutes later, she's like, are you still there? I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm as rock hard as Mount Sinai. Mm. Do you want to fiddle around the roof and chill? Okay. Sorry about that. I was married to a, Jew- a Jewish woman, though. I was married to a Jewish woman for a while. Um, and the papers went through, so I can now talk about her vagina. Uh, but she, okay, she had like a latex allergy. And uh, so we had to wear like lambskin condoms. Do you guys know about these lambskin condoms, like Trojan brand, like natural lamb? Uh, they're actually made from lamb intestine, which is like for 11 years, I slept with one woman, but I've been inside hundreds of sheep. <laughs> which is, that is not the ratio I was hoping for. I feel like it's like, hey, I should not be working for Jaded. I should be working for farmers only. That. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, do you guys remember, like, uh, the nursery rhyme about little Bo Peep and, uh, how she lost her sheep? Ever wonder where they went? Onto my penis. That's how that fairy tale ends. They all went onto my penis. The whole herd. Um, but yeah, my wife, like she had, a, she, she had a bunch of complaints about me, um, making very personal details public was just, uh, just one of the many things, but like her biggest gripe with me, uh, she told me that I'm not fun to dream with, which is no one's ever really like nodded and related to that. That's just something uniquely shitty to me. Apparently she just get really excited about her ideas and like, I guess I shut them down. She would say things like, oh my God, David, I got it. Oh my gosh. We should start a chain of luxury hotels. And then, yeah, I would say back really unsupportive things like, how? I, um, my parents have only high-fived once in my life, as far as I know. They've only high-fived once. It was uh, when I applied for an MFA in creative writing and got rejected. That was their big moment of glory. All right, thanks, guys. I'm David. David Roth, y'all, keep the energy going. Please welcome to the stage your next comic, the very funny Alex Woody. I'm on record right here. I'm putting the uh, the money in here. I grew up Catholic. <laughs> you know, I pay my dues. I get it, guy. I'm blue collar too, man. Oh, the room cleared out for me. I like that. It's beautiful. Life's great. You know what I mean? A little high. It's recreational. You know what I mean? It's legal. I don't know if it's legal driving and doing it, but... We're moving. I know it's definitely not legal driving and smoking weed. Actually, the cops are out there. I'm on the bridge, and there's cops fucking like a creepy neighbor. Like, oh, fuck, are you burning? Huh? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to burn and relax. That's why I do it. Oh, remember the Oxy? You guys heard of Oxycontin? A hell of a drug. Wake you up, you know? Fire up the neutrons. Get the brain fully connecting, you know what I mean? Which is hard to do some days, like right now for me. And uh, I would wait like hours in Home Depot. Some people play video games. I waited in parking lots for Duran, you know. Um, And that was fun, 
you know, that was fun sitting in the dark. This was before YouTube really popped off, so there's really nothing to do except stuff I really can't talk about in front of a lady. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Stuff I can't say if I was in front of my grandma at Thanksgiving dinner, you know? That bitch is still alive. I can't believe that. 93. Woo! Please give me those jeans. I'm worried about all that oxy and my heart exploding. You know what I mean? I'm paranoid, guy. Maybe I need to stop taking these edibles. I don't know. Sure makes driving fun. I feel like I'm Dale Earnhardt pre-dying. You know what I mean? I might driving. I might driving paranoid. You know? I don't know. I'm uh, trying to clean up my act. I'm a dad, husband, and uh, now when I go to the gym, you know, I gotta just straight, you know, straight look at the ground. Because I don't want to come off of a, as a creep. It's bad out there for a chubby white guy with a beard. Because all this Harvey Weinstein, the guy at Walmart, you know what I mean? I get in an elevator out of breath, and women are like, oh my god. I'm like, bro, I'm not going to do anything. I'm married, man. Like, let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about the Yankees. I don't know. You get a date gym on level 13, you know? I'm not a bad guy. I'm really not. I do masturbate, though. You know, that's a thing. But not in front of women. But not in front of women. Just in front of myself in the bathroom. You know what I mean? I pull one of those things where you lock. What was that? A, a knock? A knock. A lock, right? Is that what it's called? The thing on the doorknob that Emerson invented or Eisenhower. What was his name? Edison. One of those white guys that came up with stuff with a feather. I don't know. But we're moving. We're leveling up. I got a two-bedroom, you know. And uh, we're living in Concord. The suburbs are driving me crazy. Now, the leveling up, it's not just with the apartment. It's with the kid. Kindergarten. You know what I mean? He's asking questions now. And he's watching stuff he shouldn't be watching. How much time do I got, guy? Perfect, perfect. He's uh, he's watching stuff he really shouldn't be watching. And it's not just the paranoia. It's not these 200 milligram edibles I get for 10.99 on 53.53 Claremont Avenue. Let me know. I'll take you. Give me a free edible. I just shouted you guys out. You better listen to the fucking podcast, assholes. So we're uh, we're not being paranoid. We're we're checking. We listen to Joe Rogan. We're paranoid. We're checking the the son's uh, the son's um, profile on YouTube because he's got a separate one. Because mine's got all you know wackadoo stuff. I'm I'm a little bit of a wackadoo. Not as much as those guys that are, are called Latter Day Saints. You change your name from Mormon to Latter Day. Come on, guy. You're still a wackadoo, you know. But we're moving. We're talking shit about Mormons. It's all right. I could say Mormon, right? Or I can't. I don't know. I don't live in San Francisco. I could say whatever the fuck I want. I'm hiding in the suburbs. But this YouTube, you know what I mean? I uh, I checked that shit, and I, I, I came across something very disturbing. 9-11 just happened, and I'm thinking 9-19 might happen because I found an ISIS uh, documentary on my son's phone. Some fucked up writing that looks like uh, alphabet backwards, you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, holy shit. Some shit's going to go down, you know? And it's not just my paranoia. One night I, said, I told him to say prayers, he lit the cat on fire. 
You know, Sunday night, I walk in, and he's doing a seance. The teddy bear's got a little hat on. His new name tags Muhammad. I didn't even know you could change a teddy bear's hat. And that's it. You know what? We grew Catholic. We grew up Catholic, and I told that motherfucker. I grabbed him by the shoulder because I'm a good parent. I said, I raised you right. You suck the priest stick. You don't suck Allah's stick, motherfucker. With that, I'm out. Give it up for Alex Woody. Now that's a closer, guys. Hoobastank or that? That's great. This next comic, funny guy, he runs a mic on the fourth Thursday of every month at the office in Concord. It's worth the drive. Please welcome to the stage my friend Hank Romero. You got a job, so put $2. Peso's there. Keep it going for your host, Jason Cole. Keep it going. Speaking of hosts, I recently learned that I have the ability to read minds. I'm going to prove it to you all here right now. 97% of the people in this room are thinking right now, when did Seth Meyers and Frankie Munoz have a baby? Here's the strange thing. I asked my mom that exact same question. She got really, really quiet. And then 10 seconds later, she looked at me. She said, honey, it was a late night. Seth was a wonderful host. And yes, Malcolm was in the middle. Didn't love hearing that last part. But I love movies. And a coworker of mine's on advanced screening, a sneak preview of a movie coming out later this winter. I'm super excited about it. And I said, dude, how was it? And he looked at me with disappointment in his eyes, and he said, it sucked dick. And I said, really? It sucked dick? He's like, yeah, bro, it totally sucked dick. And I'm like, that sounds like an extremely pleasurable movie-going experience to me. And he's like, no, Hank, you don't understand. It sucks dick, which means it was terrible. And this made me really sad because I'm really looking forward to this movie. And I also learned at that moment that my coworker has clearly never had his dick sucked before. I'm just saying, it's math. That's how it works. When I was a kid, I grew up watching actual movies, actual horror movies at the age of eight. So many horror movies I saw at the age of eight, I thought that horror movie monsters in them were real and they were gonna try to kill me in real life. So I came up with a survival strategy based off the casualties in horror films to survive. Survival strategy number one, who are the first victims always in horror films? I can read minds, y'all. You're all thinking it. It's bl- that's, that's close. It's actually black people. Disproportionately African-Americans are traditionally the first victims always in horror films. So as an eight-year-old child, terrified for my own personal safety, I always made sure I was near a black person. It's called playing the odds. Now, who are the second victims traditionally in horror films? This I got it right the first time. High young women, the promiscuous female specifically. So in college, I always made a beeline for the looser ladies, strictly for my own personal safety. Strictly. Now, who survives the horror film traditionally? Anyone? The virgin, exactly. So in case you lost uh, rank or order at this point, the power ranking in horror films is as such. Black belts, no belts, chastity belts. That's how that works. It's math. Here's the thing. In high school, I would have survived every horror, every horror film ever made because I was rocking a third-degree chastity belt. I was. Because every time I told a girl that I loved her, she would say the same thing back to me. She'd go, Hank, I love you too, like a brother. Where the fuck was Game of Thrones when I needed it? 
I'm just saying, more than winter could have been coming. That's how it goes. Now, as uh, Jason introduced me, my last name is indeed Romero, and I am Mexican, clearly. Now, our new president loves my people. Loves us so much, he puts us in little cages sometimes. But when he was running for the office, he said that my people are thieves and sexual predators. Sexual predators is pretty racist and offensive. Now, some of you are thinking here, Hank, you don't look Mexican. Well, clearly neither was the white woman my father raped. Now, mutiny, mutiny, that was not a rape joke. That was a joke about racism. So if you were offended, it means you weren't paying attention, and also you're racist. Un poquito, un poquito. No, but here's the strange thing. My dad was Mexican-Mexican. Like, he looked like the dude on a bottle of Tapatio. He did. He did. I'm not, I shit you not. Bronze skin, mustache, dark hair, wet back. I, that joke is borderline, I know. But for a living, I shit you not, he was a gardener. Which means my dad fell off the Mexican stereotype tree and trimmed every branch on the way down. That's how I got fed. Now I'm going to leave you with this. Imagine my dad, the Tapatio looking dude, right? And driving an old Ford beat up pickup truck down the road, gardening tools in the back. And me, eight years old, white as all heck, praying to God that there's a black person near me. People would see us together and be like, wow, was there an Amber Alert? You guys have been awesome. Let's get it back to your host, Jason Gould! Romero. Keep the energy up, guys. A few more comics. Friday night, let's party. Please welcome to the stage the very funny EJ Allen. What's up, Mutiny? Y'all motherfuckers look like y'all waiting for a hostage negotiator to get here. <laughs> just, like y'all just wait to be released or some shit, man. Oh, man. Um, this isn't even part of my set or what I'm trying to work on, but I saw something kind of interesting today that I rarely see in San Francisco. I saw this lady pushing a baby stroller that actually had a baby in it. <laughs> and I thought that shit was wild and crazy because usually when I see push, people push a baby stroller in San Francisco, it's usually like a microwave or some shit in there. So I just wanted to share that shit, man. Um, I'm a black guy. I love being black. Uh, I love black people, but honestly, I like to hang with like diverse groups of people because I like to learn about different races and ethnic groups, different sexualities and genders because there's a lot of things I don't know. And it's really weird hanging with white people because like white people sometimes don't even understand the privilege that they have. Like I was hanging with this white girl a few weeks ago and she's telling me, EJ, I'm so broke, I limit myself to two Ubers a day. <laughs> and I looked at her like, what? That, that's crazy, like that's not broke, that's not being broke. And I, like I told her, I'm so broke, that I filled out a 20 question survey so I could get two free pieces of chicken at Popeye's? <laughs> like, now nah, that's fucking broke. 
and it's it's harder than you think it is because first of all you actually have to buy something right then you get the receipt you got to go online fill out the 20 questions survey get the fucking redemption code write it on the receipt then go back to Popeye's so I'm waiting in line and I'm waiting in line, and people are, like, paying for their food, ordering their food, paying for it and shit. And, like, this one couple, they paid a debit card. Then, like, the next two people paid in cash. Then the person right in front of me paid with debit card. And then I get to the cashier, and I hand her a piece of paper. And in that situation, it could only be, like, two things. Like, either I'm giving her an IOU for some chicken, or I'm robbing Popeye's. Because it's weird. I'm just handed her a fucking piece of paper. Like, could you please give me two pieces of chicken until Thursday? Um, being black, I'm used to certain things. Um, like being followed around in stores. And that happened to me like a few weeks ago. And the thing that bothered me about being followed around in this store was that it was a Goodwill. Like, first of all, he wasn't even a uniformed security officer. He was, like, undercover in, like, a leather vest, some big white dude with a mustache. He like, one of the sons of anarchy or some shit. Like, first, I'm thinking, like, I don't think you need security anywhere where they still sell Lion King on VHS. <laughs> like, it's really weird just being followed around in Goodwill. I'm still working on that one, guys. There's so few people in here. I should know all you guys by first names. Like, I should just call you like this is a panel show. What's your name, miss? Elizabeth, your comic? Oh, that, why else are you here, right? <laughs> For the dudes. For the dudes, yeah. Yeah. Bunch of four through sixes in here. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm looking in the mirror when I say it. It's not an insult to anybody. Except that guy over there, he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a seven and a half. I love his eyes. His eyes don't, hey, 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 fuck it, this is my stage time. Don't you fuck it, don't you, no, 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 dude. You just came here two minutes ago. This dude's been sitting here for 35. Don't fucking boo him. Don't fucking boo him. This motherfucker's in a relationship at mutiny. Don't like, this dude's put the, put the time, the commitment to sit right by the bathroom and fucking listen to these fucking dick jokes, man. So don't you ever do that. <laughs> Fucking two minute man. Fucking dude. I'm sorry. What was his name again? Elizabeth. Dude, I was outside smoking weed and drinking like a fucking shot of E and J. So don't fucking. I'm I'm sorry, man. I forgot your name in like 30 seconds. Apparently that was they were laughing at me because I forgot your fucking name. Sorry, shit. Don't laugh at my dick jokes, but you laugh at my fucking memory. I guess I'm about to end it right here. Uh, what's the? What, what was the host name again? Not too loud. Hey man, give it up for my favorite host in all of San Francisco, Jason. Guys, thank you very much.
That shit was real. That was awesome. Yelling at other comics. I like that. All right. We've got a few more comics. Let's keep the energy up, will you? Welcome to, please welcome to our safe space, the very funny Elizabeth Simone. Yeah. Hi, dudes. Get ready for four minutes of period jokes. Girls. Just kidding. Three and a half minutes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm very much not here for the dudes. Uh, I'm a queer lady. I'm a queer woman. Um, I have this uh, experience a lot where I see a hot woman and I'm like, ooh, she's hot. And then I get a little closer, checking her out, and I realize that's, that's a 12-year-old boy. That is a 12-year-old boy. It's, it's hard to tell. It's, it's really it's hard to tell sometimes if you are a gay woman or a straight pedophile. Yeah. Um, what, what else am I going to do? Um, okay, let, let's do some period jokes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys know about period panties? Do you know about this? Uh, thinks is a it, period panty. It's like you wear these these panties and you just free bleed into them. But I just I just <laughs> I just think that that uh, that 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 thinks has not taken the comfort and the free bleeding far enough. You know, like I don't want to wear anything with the name panty in it when I'm having my period. Like maybe a granny panty. Um, so I've come up with some other products. I want to see how, how, how they fly. Uh, the first one is uh, period uh, pajama pants that are just so loose because like the, the elastic is completely stretched out. I think that one will be good. Um, period micro fleece slanket. Be good. Um, period robe that you got from some hotel three years ago. That sounds good to me. Um, you know the song, Who Runs the World, Girls? The Beyonce song, Who Runs the World, Girls? Who Runs the World? Yeah. Great song, but I just think that we shouldn't let girls run the world. Like, I just don't think a bunch of six-year-olds in Disney princess costumes should be staffing the UN General Assembly. <laughs> Call me crazy. Like, if you're obsessed with Moana and Elsa, like, you shouldn't be deciding global climate change policy. Though I have to say, Moana and Elsa could be really good at deciding global <laughs> climate change policy. Like, Elsa really makes temperatures colder, and Moana's really good at navigating sea levels, like, crazily good at it. Um, no, my problem is not with Beyonce. I love Beyonce. My problem is with guys who use the word girl when they mean to say woman. Like, like oh, I met this really awesome girl. Oh, really? Was she 10? <laughs> Are you a pedophile? <laughs> Just like me, apparently. Um, yeah, so I, I, what I would like to do is I would like to be able to play that clip of Prince's kiss you know, every time a girl, a guy says girl instead of woman, you know, like women, not girls, you know, just like on repeat, like, oh yeah, I met this really awesome girl on Tinder, women, not girls, oh yeah, my boss is a pretty awesome girl, women, not girls, like that's my idea for, for taking down the patriarchy, just Prince clips on repeat, because guys only listen to other guys, 
I'm sure you heard nothing of what I just said. So just let Prince, let Prince say it for me. Um, have you all heard about how sitting is bad for you now? Yeah, get up right now. You're going to die. Sitting is the new smoking, apparently. Um, people use standing desks. Now, I, I just feel like in 15 years, I know what, where we're going. Like restaurants, um, we need to be in the standing section. I can't be around sitters, you know, secondhand sitting. <laughs> or 12-step meetings. Hi, I'm Elizabeth, and um, it's been 20, 20 minutes since I last had a seat or on airplanes. Attention passengers, uh, FAA regulations now prohibit sitting in airplane lavatories. No sitting while shitting. I just think we're, in 15 years we're gonna look back on now and we're gonna be horrified. Like, oh my God, people sat in their offices just all day sitting at work. You used to be able to sit in bars, like inside the bar. Pregnant women used to sit all the time. We didn't know it was bad for us. I bet all our moms sat while pregnant. To think people gave them their seats on public transportation. Like that is just the propaganda that you would expect from the chair industry. Oh, car seats for little kids? Oh, yeah, get them hooked early. Make them think it's cool. That's big seat for you. Anyway, I'm Elizabeth and here's Jason Cole. <laughs> One more time for Elizabeth Simone, right? A couple of big leaguers here, right? Jean Yi is not here, I don't see her. And James Moara, I don't see him. So please welcome to the stage our friend, your friend, Ernest Evangelista. Evangelista? I love this man. Hey, what's up, yo? Yeah, my name's Ernest Evangelista, which means that the white family that raped my uh, ancestors, they were evangelists. Isn't that cool? They're holy men. So I come from a line of holy men. Uh, yeah. Uh, were you guys more surprised when you heard there was a, a shooting in Florida that there was a Madden tournament rather than like a shooting? Just because like I didn't get to play Madden when I was growing up? I don't know. Um... I know I shouldn't be making jokes about school shooters since I look like America's next top school shooter. But I don't know, man. Um, there's so many school shooters in these schools, they should get a league together and then call themselves the Lone Wolves. Wouldn't that be cool? The San Francisco Lone Wolves? And they're... Uh, okay. Um... Like, okay, I'm not going to make any more jokes. What's the best way to do disarm a school shooter with a chainsaw? Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's really messed up. These kids uh, get bullied so much uh, that they end up shooting up the school. But has anyone ever thought about bullying them while they're shooting up the school? You know? Like, you yell, like, hey, Jamie, you, th uh, you throw a pipe bomb down the hallway. You yell, hey, Jamie, you still throw like a girl. Or like uh, he shoots a do the classroom door. He's like, hey, is that a glory hole for your mom? Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking about uh, murder and everything, um, are you guys related to any murderers in your life? No? I'm a, I, I look like a serial killer. That's why girls don't like me. Uh, but like, who's your favorite serial killer? Do you have any? 
My favorite is, uh, you know, good old Jeffrey Dahmer. Classic. And you know why? Jeffrey Dahmer was a gay man who chose to murder uh, cute, twinky little Filipino boys just like me. And like, when do we ever? When do you ever get to pick a Filipino to murder? Like, we don't even get picked for like volleyball or shit. Like, he chose us to murder. Isn't that cool? I really feel. Um, but yeah, uh, my uh, I have a, I'm a I'm a dad surprise. But like, uh, yeah, I have a son in uh, in Vegas. You know what they say about Vegas? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And then you had to buy a apartment in Henderson, and then you had to pay five hundred dollars a month in child support. And yeah, it's crazy. It's cool having a baby, man. Uh, my kid taught me a lot of things. He taught me all you need in this world is a good titty to suck on and a girl to wipe your ass. Uh, but like, I don't know. You ever think like your seed might be evil? Like your kid might be like a. Like, a, just, like, just, like, he likes punching people. I don't know. Because, um, like, honestly, you know what really messed up my kids? You remember uh, the Nickelodeon show Rugrats? Yeah, Rugrats. Uh, Rugrats taught my kid how to hide a screwdriver in his diaper. And then he ended up stabbing a kid in pre-K. And I was like, what the hell? Why you did that? And he was like, you know what? A baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. Um... But yeah, I have like a lot of uh, bad things in my family. Uh, my uncle, he his name is Booch Belka. If you look him up, he's number nine most notorious gangster in the Philippines. In the sixties, he uh, murdered uh, murdered a son, a father, and a driver at the age of sixteen. Isn't that cool? Like TK. I don't know if you know TK, but like. Uh, he went to jail for life, was the head of the Bahala Na Gang, this is a real prison gang in the Philippines, found Jesus in jail, and then was pardoned by the president of the Philippines, President Marcus, and then got out of jail, and then became a pastor, and wrote a book, and then he got me free Pacquiao fight tickets, it was really cool. I watched Bradley 2, and Morales 2, it was really good. Um... And now, he currently works for the president of the Philippines. His name is Duterte. I don't know if you're up with your vice news. But currently, he's killing drug dealers and drug addicts. Just basically, I can't go back to the Philippines because my uncle's going to murder me. And like, I don't know, man. Like, it's weird. Like, I understand, like, I'm related to the Filipino version of the Trump administration. Because, like, I know that type of corruption, and, like, yeah, I have to be really careful, because, uh, I don't know. Uh, Alright, I want to leave you guys with You guys? You guys, what's the worst part of a threesome? Sharing the condom. Alright, have a good night. Dude, that school shooter bit is awesome. Very good. All right. We got two more comics, guys. Are you ready for your next comic? Keep up the energy. Will you please welcome to the stage? Here goes this name try. Roberto Stradhaugen? Ah, I'm going German. So I was um, talking to some guy one time who pulled out a notepad, and never mind, I found my jokes. This is stupid. <laughs> Um, geez, I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm doing this right now. I, I, at some point, I decided I want to tell jokes to people. Now I've got the confidence of someone who started walking one direction, realized 
they needed to go the other way and don't want other people to find out. So just kind of inching towards something. Hopefully, maybe they'll find their destiny. Um, I think one of the things I like about this job, anyway, um, I think some, what, something I like about this job is that uh, people get people get to uh, um, pay attention to you even though they want nothing to do with you. And I can always tell when someone isn't paying attention to me because they'll say something something really generic. They'll they'll try to like like the, they'll try to play it off like they were listening. So they'll say any, something that could fit with anything you say. Like oh yeah totally, I have a friend who did that. Oh, oh yeah totally. Uh, things that happened in the past aren't happening right now unless they are. Mhm. Mm uh, <laughs> What they'll, they'll, they'll tell me that really annoys me is when they'll say, I'm really worried about your drinking. Like, very original. Uh, uh, so my name is uh, Roberto and also Stahagen because I grew up to Nicaraguan parents in Nicaragua uh, but somehow still Jewish. <laughs> um, not 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 culturally, just sort of just genetically enough for uh, people to say inappropriate Holocaust jokes to me, and for me to uh, internalize that so much that I bring up the Holocaust during business meetings when I shouldn't be. <laughs> it's never good. Don't do holocausts or holocaust related things. It's <laughs> Um I think uh I mean, yeah, something stuck too because I'm here trying to tell jokes and I also hate myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh no, I lost my uh <laughs> um <laughs> so grow so if you grow up in if you grow up in a in a different country and you come to america and you you're sort of thrust into um the 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 conversation about race, and you have no way to know if you're doing it right. Uh, uh, I I think part of my problem is I I I spoke I I um let me try try that again. Uh, one thing I've learned about race is that it's a very good way to get compliments from white people to bring up where you're from. Because I'll tell people I grew up in Nicaragua my whole life, and I I get the, uh, I I get the the, the response. Oh, you have really good English, and so if I ever if if, I've, if I'm if I'm not ever feeling great about myself, I'll just uh, make someone uncomfortable for a second. I'll say something like, oh, "I thought you were white." Um, I, yeah. <laughs>
I, I got high one time with my white friends, and then we went. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I saw how people see me uh, when uh, I saw how people see me when we were at a gas station buying snacks, as you do. And we saw a cop, and all my white friends said, "Oh man, it'll be hilarious if we buy him donuts." <laughs> and then they took selfies with him, and I took the picture. Just think, don't, um, I, and I'm fine. So it's a really good thing I have good English. It worked out pretty well for me. Uh. Okay, one more. Uh, okay, so one more joke. Uh, I mentioned before I really like attention, but I can't get any from. I can't get any from. From God, oddly. <laughs> this is. Uh, it's always it's always that that beautiful, unbroken, unbearable silence, that follows you around everywhere you go. But I found out something really rec- recently that if you. Pay attention. If you close your eyes and you really, really listen, you'll find out the unbearable silence of God is politely suppressed laughter. (laughs) All right, thanks. Give it up for Roberto Strastahagen. Better. Hey, that um, 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 donut cop joke is a good joke. Just write a punchline. That was really good. Don't throw that away. Don't, I don't know if you've done that before. Anyway, but it needs a punchline because it's not joke. Anyway, who am I? I've been in this thing for 20 months. What an asshole. All right, guys, are you ready for your headliner? He's going to be hosting the Hell Hat at 8. Please stick around. It's like it's only five bucks. We're going to be pulling ideas out of a hat. Everyone, the 50,000 people listening at home, please come down here immediately. Please welcome my friend, the headliner, Marty Cunny. Goddamn right. So I am responsible. What's up, guys? How we doing today? Happy fucking Friday. I'm pretty happy. It's uh, I just had my 30th birthday. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, guys. I uh, went to my favorite place to eat in San Francisco. I went to the Gold Club. <laughs> I see we have a couple degenerates in here. Know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, the Gold Club is a strip club. It's a strip club that on Monday through Friday at lunchtime has a $5, count it, $5 lunch buffet. Oh, my God. It is amazing. Friday, they got fried chicken Friday. That's right. Breasts and thighs and food, too. It's really amazing there. Uh, Best part is you get to tell strippers, could you leave me alone? I'm eating. Uh... I, I love strip clubs because it's a lot like going to Costco. We got any Kirkland Signature folk in here? We got any uh, Costco folk? It's really, if you haven't been, it's great. Uh, Costco, and, but it's just like a strip club, like, because you walk in and you're just like, wow, everything in here is way bigger than it's supposed to be. Uh, you know, who needs a 20 pound bag of tortilla chips? Who needs 46 triple G tits? Like, it just. It's just not natural. It's not okay. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but also excited. Uh, and you go in and you expect to, you say to yourself, I'm just going to peruse around a little bit, maybe get a couple samples, not going to break the bank, but no matter what, you're going to walk out with about $400 less than you expected. That's the same thing in both places. Um, yeah, I got, I, uh, I got a friend whose birthday is coming up on uh, September 25th. Uh, 
which of course means that he loves Christmas. Right? Do the math. Nine months gestation. His parents fucked on Christmas is what I'm trying to say. Uh, he had a very merry conception. Uh, probably a lot of frankincense and myrrh involved. Maybe it was in a manger. I don't know. I wasn't there. But uh, that's a pretty fortunate one to land on is like your birthday holiday, right? Like there's people who are way less fortunate out there. Like there's a whole slew of kids that probably just realized uh, this week that they were born on June 11th, 2002. Do the math. Carry that three, you guys. Talking about 9-11 babies. Guys, I'm talking about kids that were conceived on 9-11. Holy shit. Because that could go one of two ways, right? Either you have like ultra patriotic parents. They were like, these terrorists aren't getting us down, honey. We're doing this for America. Come on. The other option is that you've been on a list your entire life. Uh, <laughs> and you didn't know it. Like, that's why my porn was downloading, downloading so slowly. Uh, but think about it. Like, those kids, are they're 16, 17 now. They got to be coming to that realization, right? Like, imagine realizing that. Like, oh, oh, no. The only thing that went down faster than Tower 2 was my mom's panties. Oh, no. Oh, God. It was an inside job. I knew it. Ah. <laughs> George Bush probably did it. Uh, okay. What else do I got? I forget. Isn't this fun? Um, guys, I'm a single guy, which is hard to believe. I know, looking at this, right? But um, I, uh, I think I've pinpointed my issue is I have weak dick pic game. I'm not very good at it. Because I was in a relationship for six years, and we weren't, like, sending each other dick pics. Mostly because she didn't have one, uh, but I wasn't sending her. Like she knew what it looked like. I didn't need to fucking rebrush it up for her. But uh, it, it was just not like I don't have any practice. Like people, like guys now have like years of practice sending dick pics. I'm an I'm an amateur at this point. I haven't like figured out my pose. And girls, it's not fair because like girls, this you look pretty much the same naked as you do with clothes on as far as like your pose goes. So like you can like pretty much land on that same pose that you do when you do it in front of like a monument or something as if you're naked. So you got that same like ass out, hand on the hip, chest up thing, that weird like peacock ostrich thing you got going on. Uh, but guys, I can't like, I, I don't I don't have anyone to like bounce this off. Like everything I send is like a fucking rough draft, you know? Uh, I, I can't send it to my friends. They'd be like, no, bro, you need more girth. Try again. Like <laughs> camera's supposed to add 10 pounds, you idiot. <laughs> but... I, it's it's uh it's tough i'm trying to figure out my angle so i like i, I try going from the top you know and that's no good because you didn't get that spare tire right there and no one wants to see rolling hills on the way to the washington monument you know that's that's not a good picture so i tried it from the side i don't know if you can tell how big my ass is but if your dick sticks out as far as your ass does don't take it from the side uh I look like a woman's bathroom uh, sign, you know, just like, whoop, whoop, not good. Uh, I tried taking it from the bottom, which is a tough way to realize how short your arms are. It's just like, are you sending me pictures of chicken breasts? What is this? Oh, no. So I was like, but you know what? I want that bottom angle, you know, because I want that extra inch and a half. I got to pad my resume, you know, <laughs> like I need all the help I can get. So I was like, I'm going for it. Uh, I, I thought outside the box. I said, okay, I'm going to get a selfie stick. You know, get that extra reach. I'll get the good shot I want. Took the picture. Bam. Looked great. I loved it. Uh, until I saw this. 
Guys, I photobomb my own dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get that picture out of my head. Like, Hello. <laughs> Bad news. All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks a lot for hanging out. Stick around for the hell hat. We have sometimes special guests. Chappelle will stop by, but now we have somebody crashing the stage. Will you please welcome my banjo playing friend, Bryce Drusen? Yeah, guys. Hey. Yep, 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 yep. Fucking world premiere, guys. I'm on four medications, right? So I'm fine. I'm fine. Four medications. They were all prescribed by a doctor with a degree. So I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm on three medications, guys, actually. Sold all my Klonopin for 15 bucks a pop, but I doubled my Lamictal dose, so I'm fine. I'm okay. Guys, I'm on two medications. Ran out of my Lamictal, but I started chewing tobacco, so I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm okay. Guys, back on four medications, right? Managed to get some early refills. Told my doctor my dog ate my meds. So I'm fine, I'm fine. Dog's dead, but I'm fine. Everything's okay, everything's doing good. Oh uh, dude, I had a real ugly breakup. Uh, it's like, you, you ever have one of those breakups that like just turns you off the opposite gender for like, I think I got like a th- good three months to go before I'm interested, I just traumatized. Like it was really ugly, like a pregnancy scare. It's the first time I ever had a pregnancy scare. That was fucking horrifying because I just got out of long-term relationships. I was with this girl for like five years and, um, or a woman, if you prefer. Uh, she, uh, you know, and, and what's it called? She wanted to get together, have a family and everything. She was ready for that and I wasn't ready for that. But then I had this pregnancy girl with the, pregnancy girl, pregnancy scare with this uh, woman I met, uh, first of all, she picked me up after she saw me do comedy. So that's like, this is not, this is not mom material, right? This woman is not mom, like, and pregnancy scare, I was like, holy shit. If I have a kid with this woman who's like, I was like, first thought through my head, well, not the first, but I was like, maybe I'll kill myself if she's pregnant. That's dark, but I thought that. (laughs) I thought that. I was like, oh, no, because I just gotten out of a relationship with a woman who would have made a great mother. Like, she would have, like, honestly, she'd be, she'd, like, be the best mother ever. And I was like, oh, my God. If I, and I'm having a baby with this other woman. And so, anyway, but didn't have, what's it called? Didn't, here's what how, how it happened. We had already had the whole like abortion talk. Like, you know, what if you get pregnant? She said, I'm not going to have an abortion. Week later, we're having sex with a condom. She says, take the condom off. I take the condom off. <laughs> like, how stupid. How stupid. I'm mad at her for telling me to take the condom off. I'm mad at myself for taking the condom off. Then we break up over text. All this fucking drama happened. We only went on four dates. And uh, I broke up with her over text, and then she gets, she starts getting mean, right? She's like, good, you got a small dick, you can't hold an erection for more than five minutes, right? And up to then, I'm like, all right, fair points, fair points. And then she's like, yeah, and the last time we had sex, you pressured me into it, and that fucked me up. Because like, I don't think of myself as that type of guy. So I start rewinding in my head. What did I do? Did I do anything unethical? And then she follows that text up with, yeah, and it wasn't even very good sex. 
And that's when I was like, all right, I don't think she felt pressured into it, right? Because I don't think you, like, do a quality control check of sex if you, like, I've never seen, like, a Me Too post where the woman's like, yeah, my boss came over, and they leaned over my desk, and with no consent, he touched my breast. And it wasn't even in a sexy way. Hashtag Me Too. I don't think that's how that happens. And, all right, guys, I'm going to get off. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I know, like, uh, you know, but it's short. Oh, my God. Give it up for Bryce, bareback Bryce in here. Bryce Drusen, raw-dogging comedy club uh, waitresses. That's awesome. All right, guys, that's our show. Give it up for George behind the board. I'm Jason Cole. We're doing Hell Hat at 8. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America.
For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free! You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, 5 hours. That's over 8.5 comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times 5 hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> Why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wearers of the world convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams. Medal in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit comedyday.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. 
incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety-nine. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody Yeah. <laughs> 
this station. We're actually under the free comedy section. My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's indubitious. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free! You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, 5 hours. That's over 8.5 comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times 5 hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> So why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wares of the World Convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams. Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit comedyday.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 27. 81 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety nine. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? 